it's always been a culture. Basketball, it's, it's like home for me. Let me just say that basketball is home. It's, it's a way of life for me. Yeah, it has turned to a way of life for most of us because we can barely do without it. So I think what they do now in top 50, they just write people they name like and then you to count. Then, then you have to like ties. You have to come with people who come from like different states. You, you see like 60 people in screening, not camps, screening. screening Hello, good day people and welcome to today's episode of Flat Out to Como. And I have for the first time my first guest. I want weary Meji. My very good friends, Emil Agbabolaji, aka the floor general. Senator. And my spaghetti friend, right? Yeah, you know Um great to have you guys here. Thank you for coming in and doing this with me. First and foremost, let's, how did you start playing basketball? What prompted it and how was it growing up? Ah, man. Really, I, I, didn't, I didn't get to see a game of basketball until I was 14, you know. So, I started really late. I didn't play basketball in secondary school until I left. So I started playing when I was 16, you know, so. It was very tough, very hard for me because I met a lot of people in the game that were really good. People like um, Gide, the point guard from Unilag, and the stupid ass motherfucker right here. <laughs> you know, I met a really, I met a couple of guys that were that were really good at the, at, at that time. You know, so um, these guys really inspired me. Their ball handling skill, their speed, and also. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, when I saw them, I mean, they're my age mate. I'm like, if they can do it, I can do it too. You know, yeah. So, yeah. Like really, most of us did not start on time. It's like the African way. We don't really, we don't really know so much about the game till later on. I also started at 15 when I got into Unilag, so it's a regular thing. But this uncle here, <laughs> 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 he has been around the game. <laughs> I, I think, I think that that's because it's. His father played basketball. True, you know, true. That, 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 I mean, I think it's like a culture in America when your parents play basketball and then it's when they when they give birth to you, there's basketball beside you already. So yeah, I feel like be, having a basketball family is like yeah, it's one of those things that really motivates other guys too. Bye. Yeah. It tells, just tell us straight <laughs> up, <laughs> straight up. Okay. Um, I started playing basketball when I was eight, between eight to ten years old. Can imagine. Yeah, well, I didn't play, it wasn't really, it was a fun thing for me. Because we went during summer breaks. There were Milo. We used to go for all those clinics, all the Milo camps and Olumde Oyedeji's camp. So it was more of a culture. My dad played basketball, so I had many of his friends come around and like, uh, you, you are going to emulate your father, but you won't be as tough as him. I'm like, that's your business. So <laughs> I just want to play something and get me out of the house. Like, it was a family thing, it was a culture. My house, basketball has always been a culture. My mom, she didn't ever play, but 
support me wise from when I was little down to now. So I wasn't actually the best in my family when it comes to skills. My younger brother is the best in terms of skills, but what made up I made up for that just competing. I was all over the place. I could play different positions. So it's always been a culture. Basketball is like home for me. And they'll say that basketball is home. It's, it's a way of life for me. Yeah, it has turned to a way of life for most of us because we can barely do without it. So, well, going, growing up in the game, we attend a lot of camps. I did not go for so many camps. Mm-hmm. I did not get the opportunity. But how did those camps influence your game coming up and transitioning into the league? Man, first of all, I have to, I have to start with this um, um, adopted talent camp. Yeah, that yeah. one was really yeah. special for yeah. me too. Yeah, you know, because when I was when I was really young, um, I started playing at Road Park and you know most of the Lagos State basketball clinic happens at Road Park. Yeah. You know, so then the legendary coach King himself. <laughs> <laughs> you know? So I mean he saw me saw me playing and he was like he asked for my age and you know he realized I was still young and and I could be part of the program so he invited me and when I got to the program luckily I met this Crazy people, I met these crazy people, Komo, Jide, all these. I mean, so it was very, very inspirational for me being in the same camp with people who I, I mean, that inspired me to get better in the game. And then, Volumidio um, Edeji camp too. I mean, we were we were in adopt the talent camp, and then Volumidio camp was going on. So we had to like jump. Back and forth. Yeah, so playing adopt the talent camp, then going to Illuminate Camp and then I mean my first year going to my very first time going to a basketball camp. I mean I got to be part of the All Star, you know. Olumide was like big big time there, like yeah, I mean, yeah, if you see Olumide then you you can freak out or something. I mean then you played in the All Star. You know, so we had to play against the world. world. Yeah, yes. <laughs> you know, our guy, You see, I, I feel like that shit really inspired me. And then, um, top 50 camp. I think I remember the first year I played in top 50. That was in like 2014. Right. I, I mean, then you. They, I, I think what they do now in top 50, they just write people's they name like and then they come to camp. Then, then man, you have to like compete. You have yeah. to come people who come from like different states. You you see like sixty people in screening, no camps, screening, screening alone. Yeah. Just just for screaming, bro, you gotta be outstanding. You know. It's crazy, so I, I feel like my first year I made I think I think you were in the camp as yeah, well. So. You were in the screaming. I made is easy. All these crazy guys have been in the game for so long before me, man. Which one of them? Um Chooks. Not no, which uh, Ricky? Was it Ricky? No, no, no. Uh, this guy, Camille. Camille. Yeah, Camille yeah. was there. Then, um, who's, who's that? Who's that? Who's that? One more guy. There's one guy they call the from Warlord. I think I was yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, these guys, these guys can really play basketball flat out. Don't, 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 don't,
mean, I, I mean, I got to, I got to make the camp. I don't, I really don't know how that happened. And competing against top 50 best players in Nigeria, if you leave that camp and you don't like get better, man, I don't know where else you're gonna get better <laughs> because. Uh, you have American coaches, you have people that... The guy that actually came that time, he asked me who was my best point guard and I told him to the Parker and he was like, oh really? That he has, he has seen him play courtside. Like, he said he wants to see my game and see maybe Tony yeah, Parker has actually what he does, yeah. influenced me, you know. And then he saw my game, that's that's where Flodgen actually came from. My guy! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the guy was like, oh okay, okay, now he sees why. Yeah, I like Tony Parker, you know, he said, he said the good thing about me is that I can dribble with both ends, I can finish with both ends, that Tony Parker can't do that. Baba, Baba, dribble, go left, go right. But he said he's very, very cerebral, like he said the guy is very, very smart, that, that's, yeah. that's, the, that's the part I need to like really improve on, I have to be able to read flow and all those things, you know, so speaking of camps, I'm not gonna lie to you. Lagos State adopted talent, Illuminate Camp, um, Top 50, and then um, after Top 50, I got invited to this NBA camp in um, Burkina Faso. Yes, so I saw that. So yeah. I, you want something yeah. there now? Yeah, yeah, I think I, I mean I was in. Come on, man! Come on, man! You think I was? I, I think I was there. See, I said it. I mean, you, you have to stay home. <laughs> Nonsense. That, that that camp actually influenced me too because you, you get to play with like top top talent from each African yeah. country, you know. So I met a lot of talents from Egypt. Senegal, you know, so I'm not gonna lie to you. Camp has really, really influenced yeah. me. Again. That's really great. Yeah. It does for most of us as well. But Bio, <laughs> who was that guy that you watched? Like, it doesn't have to be an NBA player. Uh-huh. Could be somewhere in Africa yeah, that you watch. I really say, okay, this guy is the guy I want to play like. For me, I, I have a couple. Allen Iverson, Chris Paul. All those sneaky guys that you know, okay, they are not so big, but they can get the job done. Yeah. Who was that guy for you? Okay, if I should start with Bangkok here, there was one person that really, I really fashioned my game after. That was Tilo. I called him Tilo. Wait, did you see him play? I saw Ross Tilo play. Ross yeah. Tilo was a six. Tilo was six eight. Power forward. That was what I called him. He was one of the. He could handle the ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was he could handle the ball. Guy. He could shoot the ball. He could post up. It was just. He did everything on the court. Pick his spot. If he said he was going left, he was going left. He was going right. You couldn't stop him. Yeah, he was yeah. very sneaky. He was. He had the same stature as I did. But he's. What you if you should give elbow you man you forget <laughs> <laughs> that elbow elbow is yeah. there. I think that's one big part of all this veteran. Yeah, one big part of it was the elbow. Like playing tough comes with giving elbow and all this. Yeah, like, like, if, like, if you watch those 90s games, the 80s in the NBA, it's always like a brawl. Yeah. When everybody gets down, it's down to business. And punches, it's, anything it's goes. It's still an argument up until now because you, you hear people say, oh, the NBA has become fashion thing. Yeah. Like, that people don't throw elbow, don't throw punches. Well, soft. Like, Boys are soft right now. <laughs> I mean, you guys are watching basketball at its best. True. You guys, True. And then you guys are looking for elbows and... What, I mean, what are you guys yeah. looking for again? You see people doing 
what um, Allen Iverson, Julius Erving, what they did that actually changed um, the game. Changed the game. You see people trying to like um, make, make improve it, it. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So I mean, I feel like we should just appreciate basketball. Anyway. We sure will. We sure will. Which wait? Which of you played in the league first? Let me start. Uh, which one of you? Did. Yes, because I remember. What year, what year did you play? So, Daddy, yes, but I did like that. I was super young. I was super young. I know what to do. I know what to do. For you to have been in the league, you're a daddy to us. I think it happened like, I okay, Olumide Oyedeji called me to come play for his team in the Division 1. I got to play with legend because mm-hmm. Tunja Ojobi was on the team, mm-hmm. um, Brosaki was on the team, um, Bros Babi, Jonathan mm-hmm. from Police College, Arinaki, you know all these guys that started playing basketball yeah. before they even <laughs> <laughs> before they gave birth to me, you know. So playing with these guys, I I learned a lot of things because I was scoring 20, 25 points per game. Yes, we had. You don't need to tell us again. We had, we had, we know, we know, <laughs> you know, but. Tunji wasn't, Bros Tunji wasn't really impressed with that. I mean, he called me to come to his room and he was like, hey, young young fella, I, I see you can really get bucket, but what else can you do apart from getting buckets, you know? Can you defend? Can you play on both ends? Can you get your teammates going and all? You know, so, like I said, I was young. I was scoring and then I thought that was all about basketball. Mm-hmm. I mean, as long as the boy is going yeah. through the hoop. <laughs> so. So he, he like enlightened me more about being being a point guard that he doesn't really have to be scoring and all. So at least be like me. Like for once. <laughs> don't score above double digits for once in your life. Nah, I mean I've always been the scorer all my life. <laughs> but you know, so um the owner of the Warriors then, Donald Warriors then yeah. came to Abuja to watch one of my games that I scored at I think twenty-five or so. And he was like I I heard Donald Warriors really like to sign young players mm-hmm. that can to run groom them. You know, to groom them, you know. So it, when I go back to Lagos, he, he called me. No, a team from Akwaibom called me to come play for them at Magdeburg in Benue. You know, I met I met um, Cornel Sam in Benue again. He saw me play again, so he's like, fuck it, I gotta get this boy. You know, so when he go back to Lagos, he called me that I should go meet. The head coach of the Warriors, and that was it. I mean, I'm back team, <laughs> king, legend. Um, Bio, how much has the game changed since when you got into the league? Like, we all watched the older guys. It was more like a bro, like we just said. Guys were bumping each other, trying to get to the lane at all costs. Mm-hmm. But now there's a little more finesse in the game. I mean, back in the days, you see the. See games ending 40. Exactly. But now we have 70 point, 80 point games. Yeah, yeah. So how how much has the game changed to you for at least for our level? If not internationally for our level. We can score more now. We have better options in, in terms of scoring. Like you have a 6'9 guy who can put the ball on the floor. Before, before you can't, you can't really. Shout out to Ibo. <laughs> before you couldn't, you wouldn't dare. Once you six six in Nigeria, once you six six upward, they send you to the post. I, I literally started. I was six four, but I started playing basketball as a center. I was like, and I could shoot the ball a lot. Then I could handle the ball, but 
once I joined the academy, all I saw around me were shorts, dwarves all so around me. So I had to play yeah, no had to play forward position. But right now, the league has transitioned to a spot that even the six nine guys are bringing the ball down. Every coach now wants a six six foot um, six six forward running the guard just to have that extra edge. So everything about basketball now is it's we are moving forward, but some old guy, older guys are saying that we are moving backwards too. But to us, we know we can. Some of us can still play in and out, but mm-hmm. the new guys just need to balance it up. They need to learn how to play both ways. True. Because you can't be six ten and all you want to do is put the ball on the floor oh, and yeah. doing crossovers when you can get easy buckets in yeah, the paint. You can, yeah. can get easy buckets, but most. Most guys now we end up watching KD and we just see KD. KD is six ten. He puts the ball on the floor. I'm going to put the ball on the floor too. They don't know how we grew, how much work he did. KD was like a broomstick when he got into the NBA. So he couldn't play in the post. He had to find a way to play outside. Most people don't understand that. Draymond Green is six six and he's playing in the post. He lives in the post, but that. It, normally, that's a point guard height. In the new era we yeah, have it now. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> six five. I got it to be hey, NBA height. In the NBA we are now, in the world we are getting to now, most we are trying to fizzle out the five five foot guards in the league. They are fizzling out. True. So everyone is now opting for us. If you are not six foot two upward, you can't run the point for me. Can imagine. So right now is making the jobs of the bigs even a lot harder because most of the bigs now have to put the ball well on the floor. The ground, so. And if you do that, you are transitioning the league away from the paint. We can score inside easily, but you are bringing us outside to shoot threes. So it's kind of hard to balance for some people who are not smart enough. It's hard to balance it. And, you know, I feel this thing is about errors. Like, the big man era has passed. passed. The guys that could post up and score 30, get 15, it has passed. Now it's time for the smaller big guys man? to Yes, it's time up. for the smaller guys, but you still need that inside Yes, you always need. Nah, that's why there are five I, players. I think that started with Alena Gossin. I mean, you have, you have a guy 5 foot 10, 5 foot 11, scoring 40 points with mm-hmm. him. So, and it, it's not like he's struggling to score 40 or 50. I mean, all night. You get what I'm saying? So, I feel like coaches started seeing what was going on. And they started seeing how much um, guards are starting to like work on their game. The problem, the reason why I feel like, I mean, I watch old school basketball and I, I mean, I feel like the reason why um, coaches want basket to be generated in the paint is because it's a lot easier. You're closer to the basket and all you need is just like a hook shot or off the backboard, you know, but then guards don't really work on their handles. I mean, you have Bob Cousy who can dribble with his left hand. You know. That was way back, fam. You get what I'm saying? So, <laughs> Guards, guards were not really saucy then, you know, so did you, all, all the guys would do is like bring the ball for the big fellas. Yeah. You see Carl um, Malone, Karim Abdul-Jabbar, all these guys up until today, have, I mean, I don't think anybody's going to break their I mean, scoring record because True. they have to score. If they don't score, where else is going to score? You know, so 
But today you see you see guys like arriving, guys like even five five foot eight Isaiah Thomas can give pocket anytime. Get back. You know, so coaches are like, okay, well, since this is working. Since this young guy, I mean since this short guys can bring the ball down and do the and do the ball very well, they're not gonna lose it. They should well they, they are, I mean that said drop is dropping, their three point shot is drop. I mean I feel like that has really changed the game a lot. That yeah. has really changed the game a lot. Okay. Uh apart from the part that we have been <laughs> we have been rivals. Fortunately now we are teammates. Mm-hmm. I have to deal with your asses every night, mm-hmm. at least for the meantime. We also have one thing in common. We've played under the legendary coach. I your daily backer. <laughs> yes. The guy that's that's the man that's one of the coaches that I can say, okay, yes, this man really mentored me to be the kind of player I am and the yeah. kind of man I am today. What was the experience like? Just quickly scroll through. Uh coach Waka. Nobody knows him as I did Call him Waki Boy. <laughs> Waki Boy. Ah nah, it was fun. Ah, it was fun and mentally challenging, like seriously challenging. Like you have to. Okay, you broke basketball down in pits, in bits for everyone. You have your own role, you have your own position. You play this way, you do it this way. Now, everyone keeps saying it turned you to a robot, but it really didn't. It just taught you how to play basketball. Like, it breaks it down to the most simplest level. Uh, you know, once you have the brains to play the game, everything else will come very easily yeah. for you. Like, you know when to pick, you know when to roll, you know when to hedge, you know when to lay up, you know when you have a perimeter shot, you know when you have a three-point shot. Everything was just broken down to me. See, it really helped me. Okay, I was at the stage of my, in my career where I was, okay, I was in a level, I just needed someone to just put me through some little little bits get to get to the next level and he really did that for me in the stretch of like three four months under him he took me to another level of seeing the game like okay everyone kept on saying that i could i could read the game easily before after i played under him i found it even more easier to read the game like there are some passes i would make i'll just look at him and it would be like Yes, you know what you did. I like, yes, I know. But before, yes, it just makes it, everything just became more snappy. You, there's a bounce pass there. You, your head, like you're dribbling the ball. You already know there's someone ahead of you. You are giving them the ball. So all those little, little bits, it really helped. Yeah. It was fun playing under him. So. <laughs> Very <challenging>. General. <laughs> because yeah. I know I know what you went through. During my, during my time with them, we went for Division 1 and we came out second. We lost to Upas in the final, which was... I, people say it till now that if we had qualified for the league at that point, how would we have played? We would have been a very good team, so on and so forth. We always whoop your ass. Hey, hey, please. Hey, please. Even when you play for comments. Please. please. Come no, on, man. Not, not until you join us. Not until Still, it was a really good look for us. It helped us transition to the league and be better players. And how was that experience like for you? Man, playing playing under Coach Waka, it, it is more like having to like grow from 
boy from boys to like men, you know. I played when I played for coach. I, I had too many younger guys yeah. that didn't really understand that if you have to play basketball, you have to make it your passion. And coach Waka don't doesn't take basketball for a joke. You have to make basketball life like that's what you bring, that's what you think, that's what you hit, you know. And every time after practice, you have to go home and like think about what you did in practice because you have to like keep doing it. He, he, I mean, you have to open your brain whenever you are with Coach Waka. So for me, I won't lie, I really, really struggled playing for Coach because, like I said, I was playing with younger guys and most of these guys want to put the ball between the leg. They want to take quick shots and all those kind of stuff. So those, those were things Coach couldn't control. And I feel like Coach got a bit frustrated and, you know, I mean, there are just some things you can't really yeah, control. So, basketball. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I, I enjoyed my time with Coach because Coach is really a nice guy. I mean, apart from basketball, every other thing about life, he's, he's really a great guy, you know, so. Um, that was a good look. Yeah, yeah. It was a really good look. Even if you guys did not qualify for the final tournament, which ought most of us, you gave this uncle and his team that year, yeah, comments, yeah, yeah, yeah. that be customs, customs the ticket yeah, yeah. for them yeah. to come. No, they didn't give us, please. Please, please. I defeated them. 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 That game still like circled around the fact that Helia stated that we had too many, many young guys on, yes. I mean, on the team. They were looking at heads where they were just looking at the future. <laughs> they were looking at Kano when I was no, still in Lagos. No, 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 I was, they, hadn't, they hadn't crossed my Lagos no, hurdle. No, that <laughs> they hadn't crossed my Lagos that hurdle. That wasn't the problem, actually. I mean, you remember, you, you remember we, we whooped you guys for the points? Yes, yes, yes. That was regular so, season. So, <laughs> regular so, season at playoffs. Yeah, yeah that's, why, that's why I kept emphasizing on the fact that we have too many young guys on the team. I mean, if, 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 I, beat, if I beat your team 40 points today, if I'm playing you guys tomorrow, I know that I have to like. You have to beat me by I, 50. Nah, I mean I know I have to like keep up the keep pace. up the pace because you don't want to come back again and get beat by 40. Yeah, true. You know, so the younger guys just feel like, oh, is it not the same custom? It's going to be right, right. So, enjoy, right. Be, so the guys that actually played, I will mention the guy Nelly. You know, that's that's like our best forward on the team, but then. Basketball to him was more like, let me just play. I mean, yeah, because he's, he's 16, everybody wants him. I mean, he's going to Senegal, he's going yeah. to Japan, whatever. So he didn't really take that game seriously. And then Coach got pissed at, at him. You know, we needed him on the floor, but no, I mean, out. Coach was pissed and he was on the bench. So and some things happen, you can't just control it. Yes. Oh. Like fire. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> But I know, I know you you know what it feels like carrying the load. Ah. I have, for me, I don't know. I'm, I don't think I've been in that situation ah. so bad because ah, I, I found a way to. Right <laughs> I found a way to go around things and try to get everyone involved. Ah. But I I played against you when you played for customs in 2017, 2018. Was it 2018? 2017, 2018. Yes, now 2017, 2018. But you did more in 2018. Because you were like the youngest guy, apart from Tolani and Abid around the team. Every other guy was a veteran. And you you carried 
the scoring load, in fact, the rebounding load. In fact, you carry the team on your What were the challenges you faced down the road? Uh, challenges I faced with Gospom last year. Ew. Hey, okay. Just, just keep it short. I know you're not. <laughs> <laughs> as short as you can. Apart from scoring, rebounding, Bam. block, block shots, Bam. assists. Bam. Uh, <laughs> no, it was hell. <laughs> Carrying the load of a team, it's it's hell. Like you really have to push. Once you're off the court, you are afraid that the game that was close will be okay. There are some instances when we went for the playoffs in Kano. When I was on court, okay, Gombe were up. We were playing Gombe. Gombe were up four or so. By the time I left the court, the time I look up at the scoreboard next, next time I look at the scoreboard, we were down 20. I was like, what happened? In space of five minutes of me resting. I was like, 20. I was like, I got on the court, struggled, struggled, we reduced the score again. And the time I just came out for a breather again, I was like, ah, like, I might be the only one on this team playing or something. Every time I got to the hotel, back to where we camp, I was soaked. As in, I couldn't walk. I would just lie down on the bed and I was drinking water. Like, you guys have dri- you have drained the whole energy out of my body. It was hell. Nah. Simply put, it was hell. Uh, it's something I wouldn't want to do again. Oh, at least you are enjoying for this period of time with, with the giddy giants. <laughs> <laughs> if you guys did not know, um, Temple Jam Tournament is holding at Teslim. So you please come and cheer us up. We're having our semi-final game on Saturday and hopefully the finals on Sunday. Um, before we go, who is the toughest guy you've had to guard? Like, okay, I'm not saying the most skilled, but the guy that, oh, I won't say has your number, but always stresses you the hell out when you're guarding him. Uh, um, I've, I've played with a lot of point guards and I've played with quicker guys, I've played with crazy guys with great ball handling but for me I feel like if you are really quick and like you have great ball handling and then you're not playing with your brain, I feel like you are helping me, you know, because then you want to start showing off and then going at a pace that won't really favor your team, you know. So for me, I feel like the crazy guy I've had to like guard is still Kumo, you know, because <laughs> no, for real. Props for me, yo. <laughs> because you have to, you have to, you have to guard him because the idiots can dribble. <laughs> I, I mean, he can as well make plays. So yeah, you, you, you just can't tell. You, you can't tell if he's coming off to. I mean, to pull in between or get to the rim. I mean, it's really, it's really, really hard to get players like that. Just like this, just like, um, what's it called? Um, Gary Payton, he said he could easily guard Jordan. Mm-hmm. But you see yeah. that motherfucker, John Stockton, he could not, he could not <laughs> guard him. You know, so that's how it is. John Stockton is not um, really skilled and he's not that late yeah. but you see these guys are really really serious but you just can't you, can, you can't you can't tell what they are doing in the next second so i mean if you like i said if you're really fast playing at crazy pace i mean it's okay for me <laughs> <laughs> for me hell there's one, one stubborn human being in my life 
We were brief, we were teammates for like a month or two before he left us. Ogun Shemo. That's why they call Ogun Shemo, GG. Hi. That motherfucker is a bully. No, 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 no. Like, uh, no, anytime we are going, we decide to go at it. Both of us will literally just bend, we'll just be dripping out our socks and we'll be like, today one of us will die. <laughs> it's our, we hate seeing ourselves on the court, like, opposite each other. He hates when I'm coming at it, at him, he hates when he's coming at me. It's just, it's not, not no beef, off, off the court with very close friends, but on the court, I know. He's a great trash talker. Yeah, he's great. Give you all day. We'll give you from the first quarter, from the jump ball to the game end. Didi is coming at you. (laughs) (laughs) Then two other people I hate playing against. They can't guard me. No, sorry. I can guard them. (laughs) But when it's time for them to guard me, they always make me see hell. Como, this Como. (laughs) And Chuka. (laughs) (laughs) US. I know. Those people actually, when we play one on one, like after our workouts, ah no, even in games, we are rarely teammates. So every time yeah. we were going at ourselves, every single time, there will be a time Komo will be opposite me. He will be getting another player. Before I know Komo is in my front, I was like, like, you've come again. Like, <laughs> I told you we'll end up together one time of the meet. I was like, ah, nah, I problem. I, I think I need to give shout out to. David. Ah, David. David. Yeah. The king. Yeah, he's one of he's one, yeah, he's one of those guys too. He's, he's stubborn. Mean, very very stubborn. stubborn. This is not this is not you having to guard someone who is quicker or great ball and It's just crazy. God. Yeah yeah yeah. He's It's just crazy man. He's, he's coming at you and he has really improved one part of his game and that's his shooting skill. You know. Yeah, it works way hard for yeah. that. Like, and yeah. talking about shooting, there's. Wait, wait, wait. Who is your worst nightmare? That's what I was going to talk about shooting. <laughs> eh? Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I said this before, and I, I keep saying it. I tell people a lot. The guy that pisses me off on the basketball court yeah, is Mustafa. <laughs> oh, okay. Mustafa is the greatest pest. <laughs> I swear. And it's not because he's a great ball handler. He's not a great ball handler. He's one of the best shooters in the country. No doubt. But the part that pisses me off is that he runs like a rat. He runs around. You know how Steph goes from joint to joint trying to get the ball and get the shot off? Exactly the way Tafari runs. And if you slow down one minute, that's that's gone. There was this particular set we were playing at Rope Park. Tafam, he had missed all buckets against everybody. All the sets that we playing, he missed everything. It was my set that, that day. day. <laughs> as I just entered the court, the idiot saw my face and he started smiling. <laughs> oh, Jemeta, back to back. <laughs> like, what is yeah. it now? Did I, did I offend you or what? <laughs> you know one part about his game that actually impresses me up until today? He shoots the ball above his head. My guy. So, so he doesn't even he doesn't even care if if your hands are right are, are, are right in front. Of I mean, he still he still shoots. And then and then he has he has a very he has range. Yes, he, he does. He has yes. And to the fact that he has also added a lot of weight, yeah. he can get to the bucket with ease and take longer shots. It's it's a pain to it's a pain to guard. Um, before we round up, let's take a look at the NBA. A lot of things are going on and some guys are dropping triple doubles like it's going, going out of fashion. Other guys are 
you are just crazy right now. But I spoke about I spoke about the um, season awards that are going to be given out at the end of the season. That's the MVP, the most improved player, and so on. Who, are, who which of these players do you think are going to? Or who is your take? Or who is your pick for the MVP? Most improved player, coach of the year, and all these other yeah, awards. I'll go for MIP first. I'll, I mean, my boy Trey Young. Trey, Trey. That boy. Well, it was uh, crazy last season. It was, boy. <laughs> I mean, it became crazier. <laughs> man, Trey. <laughs> man, that, that, guy, that guy is crazy, man. He's really crazy. I mean, you, you did not try that, not man. You said you were going to try it. I was going to try, but I mean, detention and. <laughs> you can't put him under any pressure. And his coach is a very crazy coach. I mean, I remember a game like that where his coach threw a chair or something. Uh, that guy, but why did not flinch at all? He Kobe does, style. He, <laughs> he takes the, he takes shots from logo and I mean that guy is just crazy. I, I feel I feel like he has really improved. And if he keeps going on that radar, I mean, and and then MVP. Ah, I'm going Luca, Luca. I mean because. The reason why James Harden got his MVP two seasons ago was because he was averaging a lot of triple yeah. doubles and scoring 40-point game. Mm-hmm. Luca has been doing that. I mean, he has seven who cares if right he's now. a rookie or sophomore or whatever? I mean, the guy's balling. <laughs> I feel he's pissed. Like you know, he got snubbed for the All Star game the last year. Yeah. So yeah. I I feel like he came out this season pissed at everybody. <laughs> I'm going to show the league show yeah, fire. Yeah, <laughs> the big shout out to LeBron too. I mean. That was exactly my pick. I mean, because Mofoka is... <laughs> Baba is old, but he's still dropping numbers. He's still jumping out of the gym, like, at that age. I mean, it's crazy. I mean, his athleticism and all is still there, so... Yes, 16, it, And it's not like he improved his shot or something. Yes. I don't know if I'm right, because he's now shooting better percentage. And how, well, they said the older the wine. You know, finally. You know, finally. So, I, I feel like LeBron keeps getting better and better, you know, so if he keeps that, if he keeps playing like this till the end of the season without getting injured, who knows? Yeah, and in the end with the best record as well, he might probably get it. Yeah, well, for me, most improved, I'm having a hard time picking between Mitchell, um, Luca and Trey. It's one of them. Yes, yes. Donovan has been solid right from the World Cup down to the start of this season. He's been solid. Trey is in another class of his own. <laughs> then Luca is showing us why he's the MVP. He was the MVP of Euroleague. He's showing us how like he's balling on another level. That boy is going to do wonders in the NBA for a very long period of time because he knows how to drive, he knows how to score, he knows how to shoot. So he's a more of a complete player than most of people I mentioned. Yeah. So most improved, I'm leaning towards Luca because I love European style of playing. So Luca for me, my MVP, I'm a Laker fan. Please, I'm a Laker fan first. I'm not a LeBron fan, but I'm a Laker fan first. LeBron, LeBron, thank you. LeBron, all, all these guys, all these guys are for those players. I'm not a LeBron fan. I am a Laker. I am for it because I have been a Laker for life. I'm a, I'm a sport fan. I've yeah. been, I've been supporting 
San Antonio for, for years. I've been a Laker yeah. fan since. <laughs> Even when we had <laughs> Steve Nash, um, Dwight Howard, when you guys when were suffering. Injured, when we were suffering. <laughs> when we had Calabria. See, I mean, I, I've been a Laker through and through. I never just like, just like supporting us now. <laughs> True love. True love. I, I was waiting for the good times to come, and now it's alright. Yeah, yeah. So, for my most improved um, defensive player of the year, AD, man, is leading the league. I, I, I also said that as well. He's leading the league. I like the box. way they have. Lakers have the best defensive rating in the league, right? Yes, now. right now. And AD is like the center of it. AD. Apart from Dwight Howard being like the twin tower, I feel it's the center Javier, of Javier, it. Javier, yeah. Javier, too, has been they great, have been really good. AD is leading the league in blocks right now, so, ah, like, no brainer, AD for sure. Coach of the year. Ah, I hate Boston. But you have to take Brad Stevens. He's doing it. I hate. You know, I hate Boston. There was nah, for me. But sorry, sorry to cut you. Bro. Yeah, for me, Stevens. I feel like I feel like I mean we all have to give it up for Nick Nurse because yeah, you can't sure. every. We all know what it, what what it is when you lose your best player. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's not really easy. It's like having to start all over. And for Nick Nurse, it's like he didn't have to start all over. It's like he knew what he had. And he came, he came with that squad, and we all see what they are doing. Pascal Siakam, nobody would have thought, you know. But I've, I've seen Nick Nurse believe in Pascal. There was a game against him, um, Phoenix on when I think it was 98-98 tie, tie ball game, and like some seconds down the drain, and Nick Nurse called for a timeout and he, he called for a play. Kawhi was on the court, but. He ran the play for Pascal and Pascal actually finished that game. So I've seen um, a lot that Nick Nurse has been doing on that team even before Kawhi left. You know, so now that Kawhi is not there anymore, we I mean we all we all see what Toronto is still doing. I mean they are still able to keep their pace. Fred Van Vliet stepping up, uh, Norman Powell, um was it was I mean Magaso is still being yeah. Magaso, you know, so I feel like we, we really have to give it up for um, Nick Nurse. He's, he's really doing it. Yeah, um, actually, why I wouldn't give Nick Nurse is because he still has the same squad as of last year. This were the core squad that got them down to the playoffs because Kawhi did a lot of load management last year. So, 20 games. Nick actually prepared for life without Kawhi. Mm-hmm. He prepared for it and he found a way to play with that group of guys and they still remained with him. So why I'm giving it to Brad Stevens because he has a very new squad. This is a new squad he's playing with. So let's stay, let's stay with Nick Nurse first. Um, Kawhi, Kawhi with his load management last season. Uh-huh. I won't really talk about that, but the very the most important games Toronto needed last season, Kawhi was the man. Kawhi was the man. Yeah, yeah. you understand what I'm saying. So it was more like if there were there were no Kawhi last season. Toronto wouldn't have won that championship. Mm-hmm. True. Yeah, sure. So, True. so I, I won't, I won't, I won't, I won't really accept the fact that Kawhi didn't play 20 games or whatever last season. Kawhi was the guy for Toronto. Yes, he is. He's a top, he's a top three player in the league. So, and Kawhi is, is Kawhi is a very big piece in Toronto. So, yes, if Kawhi played on any team like he did last season, and then he leaves, that team is going to struggle. So, my point is Toronto. I, I, I didn't even see them struggling at all. And then Kawhi, um, Kyle, Kyle Lowry coming this season, playing like he hasn't 
I mean, I think he's even injured not, right now. He, he, he is, but well, I mean, I mean before before he got injured, you also what he did. I yeah. mean, he kept he kept things going on for Toronto. I think they even won Lakers. Yeah, they beat Lakers. Yeah, they beat Lakers. They beat so you see what I'm saying? So it's, it's, it's a whole lot for a coach to do. Brad Stevens, Nick Nurse, these are all our opinions. I, and I, thank you guys for doing this with me. I really appreciate it. Please, let's get back to it on the court. You see how we argue now? There's this <laughs> argument end here. On Saturday, we have a job to do. Thank you for tuning in and listening to our um, Flat Out with Como. Thanks once more to my guests, my friends my brothers in arms, everything. We've been through everything together. I still hate you, though. <laughs> <laughs> Please listen to this and tune in for the next episode. Stay safe, people. Bye.